0: Hello and welcome back to the Diaries of a Lady Gardener podcast, hosted by me, the Lady Gardener. I am so happy to be back chatting to lots of lovely plant-obsessed people about their stories. From flower farmers and allotment to some of the greatest garden gurus, listen to us chat about the things we've done in the name of plants, from our biggest achievements to our fabulous garden fails. This season is sponsored by Mole Valley Farmers, who are all about keeping your garden tidy this autumn. Visit them in stores across the UK or at moleonline.com between now and the 26th of October to make the most of their fantastic offers. You'll find discounts on items like wheelbarrows, lawn seed and bulbs ready to plant for spring colour. So head over to check out these items and many more. In this episode, I chatted to Ali from the Duck Patch and we shared our experience of growing flowers this year her for her own wedding and I for my sister's. It was lovely to look back on the experience and laugh at all the things that didn't go quite right, knowing that in the end we both had beautiful blooms for our big days and we learnt heaps along the way. We chatted over Instagram all year, sharing our panics and progress, so this just felt like a perfect opportunity to get together and reflect on the journey. And I hope you'll enjoy. So, Ali welcome to the podcast hello thank you so much for your time this evening I'm um, very excited to be chatting obviously we both had the whole wedding flower fiasco this year so it's exciting to be able to actually talk about it properly with someone who's been through a similar experience <laughs> yeah because we had like the little we did like the live together about it um when you came my for patch and we talked about it we were, all, we were both like in a build-up of just will it won't it grow yeah it was quite a stressful time, but I feel like we were a little little mini support group for each other where we just, we both were there for each other's meltdowns really, weren't we? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like we would just sit there and be like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And 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 like the watering and just everything, the seeds, there's so many plants. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think a lot more, I don't know about you, but a lot more than I had anticipated and a lot kind of higher pressure along the timeline because you know what roundabouts when things should bloom, but then the weather does what it wants to do and things don't necessarily bloom when you expect them to. So it's kind of like uh, thinking on your feet and you have no idea what's going to happen. Oh yeah, exactly. There were so many times when I was growing the flowers and I completely thought, oh it will just be fine. It'll all work because this had grown at this time this year yeah. and this is happening this year. Um and then when it came to actually growing the wedding flowers, I absolutely was like I was overwhelmed by it all and I had like like for like for example the dahlias I totally thought I would have dahlias because I normally always have dahlias at the start of August, mm-hmm. but I didn't have hardly any. So yeah. and you had to I had to I learned that I had to kind of let things go a bit. That's why I didn't have a colour scheme right Otherwise, I would have been really limited to yeah. what I would have had. That was one of the big things I learned. I, I'm glad that we were quite flexible in the colour scheme, but obviously it wasn't the colour scheme that I had originally planned. Oh, no, it looked really good. I thought yours was the colour scheme. When you, when I saw the pictures, it definitely fitted exactly what you were telling me you were going to do. Yeah, I, there was a few more purples and reds, which oh, I wouldn't yeah. have put in if it was like I had the option the opportunity not to but it was just a case of like working with what we had and actually it worked so well and I was so happy with it so yeah It turned out for the best in the end like those dailies that were those other colours weren't meant to be those colours they were tubers that every year there's tubers that are mislabeled and they were obviously the ones that just turned out to be not quite what they should have been and of course it would be the wedding flower ones didn't it? <laughs> of course of obviously course. but before we go too much into the wedding flower chat um because I ask everyone can we go right back to the beginning of your gardening journey how did you get into gardening in the first place so when I was younger my mum and my auntie Wendy would always drag me to um like we'd go to garden every weekend and I've been to like I've been to Hampton Court every year since I was a baby oh wow <laughs> yeah so like the first one I was in a buggy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I've been to I've always been to flower shows and always been around plants and garden centers um so when we, we yeah I, I would always help my mom in the garden when I lived with my mom but when we got our own house um we bought my that's my Amazon <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm gonna make sure nothing goes off during the podcast and then <laughs> that's okay it's authentic. Um, um um so yeah when we bought our house um we bought my grandma and granddad's house, and my granddad used to have a little bit out the back that was a vegetable patch where he pretty much just grew just onions and rhubarb. That was good. Because he made his own pickled onions, which everyone in my family will tell you were the best pickled onions in the world. Um, and I have no idea how to replicate that. I have tried and failed. Um, but yeah, so we sort of turned it back into a vegetable patch and we grew, uh, I grew pumpkins for the first time. And uh, completely understand how much space pumpkins take up. <laughs> you have to imagine this little vegetable patch in our back garden was about, it's probably about two meters by, yeah, four meters, about that <laughs> in fact. Because like my greenhouse now probably takes up half of it. So. <laughs> so it was a really small space and I grew like tons of pumpkins. So then we decided that the next year we would get an allotment because there was mm-hmm. no way I could grow that many pumpkins home again so yeah then we got our allotment and yeah I just I I do yeah I love my allotment but I again I completely like for the wedding styles completely underestimate how much work that is yeah so how long have you had your allotment like how many years um so I've had it I think it's four years this year okay so very similar then and it's still yours looks a lot better than mine (laughs) Mine looks at the minute, but... <laughs> oh, no, mine's terrible. <laughs> Everybody knows about my allotment dramas um on Instagram. I'm always going on about them because I don't get on with the <laughs> people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Because allotments are just really different from between... Everyone's are different. Everyone's have different rules. Yeah, uh, I mean, Some of them... Council-run seems... council allotment or private allotment. Yeah, mine's council-run. And some people are, oh, council-run's great, but I think it just depends on the council. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the ta- council or the private... Landlord, yeah, I think some people were just like, Oh, yeah, gardening's great, do what you like, and then other people like, No, yeah, no (laughs) sheds, no chickens, no this, no that. Oh, yeah, no, we're not allowed, we're not allowed in chickens, which is really sad. I love chickens, Um, and that's actually there's a law that says you're allowed chickens on council allotments. If you ask Hayley's Lottie Haven, she has all the legislation about it, and she'll fight your corner with you. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I've so not allowed chickens, but mine's private allotment site, so there's nothing I can do about it. But council ones, it's literally oh. law. Oh, excellent. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to ask Hayley Don't quote me exactly on it, but Hayley <laughs> has said so much information over the I years. Mean, so I mean, I don't know if my allotment... I mean, I have enough arguments with them, so I'm not sure if I should <laughs> enter there, because uh, then they really might come to me my weeds, uh, which they do regularly. Honestly, I just don't understand the whole... You know if we're, we're going back to the wild gardening yeah like, friends so it's also they they like so when there's plots empty which we have loads of empty plots because just where we live there are tons of allotments within i could walk to four different sites just around so wow. now yeah we really there's a lot around here um we're the only place in the country that there's a lot like everyone else is just on waiting we've like, got we've got tons i think there's lots of spare on mine. Uh, but they count and don't look after the ones that are spare, which bothers me. So they yeah. come and moan at me about my weeds. And then the ones that are spare, they haven't, they don't even look after <laughs> How yeah. frustrating. Oh, right, I write think... very angry emails. <laughs> so how big is your plot? Like, what's your growing space like? A re- how is it arranged? Tell us about so the um, Arranged, very crazy, because I have no fan ever. Um, uh, apart from when I was growing the flowers but the more the plan was I'm just going to grow these flowers not where I'm going to put them yeah absolutely. Uh, so it's 18 no, it's, yeah it's nine meters by 18 meters mm-hmm. so, very so mine. mine's 18 by 10. It's quite big it's mm-hmm. bigger than you think um and that gets that's quite difficult to manage I think anyway yeah. but I know a lot of people don't but but for me personally it's, it just depends on how much time you have and you've got Little Duck who is a great help yeah, she is a good help when she wants to help. Usually, she, she, most of the time, she just runs around going, mum, 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 look at look the bug, or mum, 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 I found a frog, or mum, mum, come and look at... Yeah, she it's mainly distract, but she is... Uh, yeah, we had a period when she was, like, about five or six, and then she was a bit grumpy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now she's older, she's a bit better, and she does like to help. Which is great. Um, she kind of likes the end result, so she's... <laughs> She likes the sowing seed bit, which is always really fun. I mean, I like sowing seeds, I actually do. Uh, and then she's not really keen on the actual maintenance bit, just goes, oh, well, this is growing, now I can eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can understand why. <laughs> I can relate totally. <laughs> I wish someone would just go and do the watering for me. Same, the watering, the weeding, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Looking, looking nice and tidy. The supports, if someone could put the supports up for me. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, your supports this year for your dailies were great. Oh, I can't believe how well they worked. I'm still a little bit in shock about it. Like normally my bamboo support structures are an absolute waste of time. But the yeah. two, two different types this year, the little TP ones for the dahlias, which worked really well. Although I did miss a few dahlias, and you can one of them is the Penhill Walkman, and it's just flat because the head's. Oh open. yeah, but that's like really I mean that needs a lot of support because I've got two yeah. And when I went to see them the other day, it literally it just just pulled everything over. Yeah. so heavy. So heavy. And I just, I must have not seen that it was there or just missed it being uh, not very thorough. But then the Cosmos one, I had like the canes in the corners and did like a grid with string. That worked fantastically well as well. Was oh, yeah, I've seen people thing. do that. That's That works really well, I think. It was dead quick as well. It took me like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. I'm gonna do that. That sounds that sounds good. Did you like um yeah, did you tie this? This to make the square, did you tie them in between or just wrap it? I just tied them at either end. I was gonna tie them in between, but I'm a bit of a I feel like I don't really talk about this. I'm a little bit of a lazy gardener. If there's a quicker way of doing something, I will do the quicker way. And that's why me and my brother. Work really well together because with the DIY stuff, like building a polytunnel, you cannot cut corners. Whereas no. I would go, I ah, just whack it up. He's oh, like, no. well, you need to measure and you need to do this and you need to do this. And so I've learned loads from someone who isn't such a lazy garden well he's not a gardener, but isn't such a lazy craftsman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's definitely made me reevaluate how I do things. I will say, for a polytunnel, you definitely need to not. Oh, I, I did it i did it with mr duck patch at our polytunnel and our polytunnel has been standing since uh we got it in in covid or pre-covid oh pre-covid yeah pre-covid definitely pre-covid so we've had it for years and it's never blown over nothing still standing. worth putting the extra work in for a polytunnel i will say that yeah i i would i would say the same i don't know if i'm quite over the trauma of putting up the polytunnel yet yeah <laughs> Um but I'm sure in a few months I will I mean, yours is a lot bigger than, than the one you. I put up. I think you can take that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I could do that. Well oh I, I definitely can Absolutely do it. it. You can absolutely do it. It's just a bit more emotional than I'd Im- imagined. It was <laughs> <I think laughs> harder than growing the wedding flowers, if I'm being honest. Oh god. Well, <laughs> that was very stressful. Uh, yeah, because I said to Riz- this when you say about being stressful, I after like a couple weeks after when I was picking the ones that I sent to you I came back oh that was so much fun I really enjoyed that I could definitely grow wedding flowers like again he's like no (laughs) no I'm not dealing with the crying all over again do you know what though I think what it is is when you're doing on that kind of scale like I had planned for x amount of stems per plant and I'd planted a certain amount of plants or sown a certain amount of seeds we're have, have, having the same a bit extra but then I just put them in the ground and I basically left mine all year because I was off busy doing other things and then it kind of got to wedding time and I was like oh like I don't think I have an en- I don't know if I have enough like I don't know what's going on Whereas yeah. you're growing it on a scale for other people's weddings I'm sure it is still really stressful and I fully appreciate next year is probably going to be more stressful than growing this year's wedding flowers but. I just think that because you're doing it on a smaller scale, you you don't allow so much wiggle room. Yeah. It's so like flower know. farmers just grow shit tons of flowers. Yeah, like we're really limited to we're really limited to how much space we had to grow. So obviously both of us just grew on our pots. Yeah. Which is really, it is a lot of space. Yeah. But in, you're also like, you're also trying to have an, a lot of it as well, which I probably, yeah, we also were like, I said, like, oh I'll still grow some veg and stuff but that was just I just didn't have time for that yeah but and they all just divided in parts that kind of were taking up space but completely failing yeah and when you're growing it on such a big scale for like a business and stuff you're doing it in a completely different way mm-hmm. so while you are conscious of it being like someone's wedding um it's not your own wedding or for your sister's wedding as you did but there's all that emotional attachment when it was your own like when I was getting going cutting the flowers for you it was completely joyful um and I didn't feel so like stressed and looking at it like it was nothing um because yeah because that's what it felt like when I cut my own I was like how is this gonna nothing's going to happen with this (laughs) yeah so I panicked that I wouldn't have enough stress isn't it I, I panicked that I wouldn't have enough so then got extra flowers and I totally didn't need them but I had loads of flowers so that was great yeah and it looks absolutely amazing and I think that I just think it's so special that you were able to like do that as part of your special day yeah I mean we did we did pretty much everything ourselves apart from yeah two. you had so many nice little touches as well I think things that like that a lot of them were things that I'd never seen before which was just so lovely yeah, I, I, I did, I did kind of spend way too much. Time. I spent a lot of time facing it, and I am really bad for that. I'm a bit of aii am I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a perfectionist in things like that. So I, I and I always do way too much than I need to. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody had such a good day, um, and it, yeah, it really did. It was, it was worth it. Um, when I look back at the photos now, it does feel less. <laughs> I, I get more joyful about it than at the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on the day before, complete panic. Even on the day I was just like, I couldn't really relax very well. Because when you when you plan your own wedding and do it all yourself, it is quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Not as relaxing on the day. You have to make sure everything goes to plan. It was completely relaxing less- that much. <laughs> when you decided to grow all of your wedding flowers. I guess did you always know that you were going to grow them or was it like a decision as you got closer to no I mean I uh, so I thought about it um once we once we booked the venue and stuff I always meant to be honest because I because I grew stuff anyway I was like well it's really expensive to buy flowers mm. and my mum does floristry so I knew that I could get her to do the um bouquets. i mean it was really, for me it, it, while it was a sort of oh it's really nice to grow my own flowers for me it was more of a cost thing as well mm-hmm. because wedding flowers are so expensive yeah really overpriced um and we were trying to do our wedding as sustainably as possible mm-hmm. so that was my main focus was that i wanted to be as sustainable as possible for our wedding so growing my own wedding flowers was in the instant decision because otherwise I would have been buying flowers that were imported yeah it's a tricky way up isn't it (laughs) it was but it was it was and also I got to have things that I like so sometimes but you would a lot of the time say you went to um if you've ever been to a big flower market you won't get things like I mean they don't really have things like cosmos there they just don't um they don't have the kind of plants that, and flowers that I would grow myself normally anyway. I wouldn't have had the selection that I had. I you know. Talk us through a few of the things that you picked. And, well, actually, before that, how did you decide on the varieties and kind of like plan originally? So we went for a rainbow theme and I did that purely just because then I wouldn't have to limit myself with colours. And if something didn't grow, didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted... For me, I always like things like cottagey flowers. Um, I'm not, really, I was never going to have things like roses, never going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of roses, very controversial, but I'm not. <laughs> um, it's not nice, but they're just, I just think they're a bit overrated. So for me, I picked things that I knew I could grow and had grown before. Um, the only thing I hadn't grown before successfully was sweet peas mm-hmm. and um, I did grow them. Yeah, I grew them the year before, but I didn't manage to grow as many. But I um, everybody wants me. <laughs> my Amazon's trying to interrupt me. My phone's interrupting me. Um, so I picked things that I knew I could grow, and that I liked. That really, the only thing I will I. I didn't really do anything apart from things like oh, the only other things I had to do was foliage mm-hmm. because um, you don't really do that much. Flowers at your allotment, yeah. So that's, that's how I I just, we were li- where we were missing a lot. Was in the but there. I did pick a lot of different things, which is probably something that I shouldn't have done. That led to a lot more stress. I should have maybe I would, I mean if I if someone was going to grow their own flowers again. I would suggest not picking the many varieties that I did. Maybe limit yourself to say like five different flowers <laughs> like that. Because I just had I mean, you know, when I was doing my sweet peas, I had how many different I had yeah, I had over I had over a hundred plants. Um and I had tons of varieties. I had twenty five different varieties of just sweet peas. <laughs> which, which was probably unnecessary, to be fair um so yeah I would I would probably not be as crazy as me because that but that's because I I mean I like flowers (laughs) you have a rough a rough estimate of how many different varieties or how many different types of flower you grew oh I I think it was easily about it was probably getting close to 100 oh wow because Because I the opposite I had dahlias Cosmos or well, when I say that I mean it's just I had like lots of different colours of so. things. Yeah. So for like Cosmos, I did uh I think I had 15 different types of Cosmos. Oh wow, I only had two. <laughs> yeah, I, but that was me being silly. Yeah. And then I was like, oh well if this doesn't grow, this will grow. And then so I had like that many, and then I had oh god, the Amy. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I had tons of Amy plants, but then they didn't really work. Um The cornflowers was the best because I was like, oh, I don't know. Do you think, um," I I was talking to Debbie from Mrs. Bee's garden at the time, because I'd I'd never really grown cornflowers very well before. There you go, there's another thing I didn't grow very well, but I did for the wedding. Um, Every time I'd grown before, i have maybe got like one cornflower. Oh, really? Yeah. But then I I was like, oh, because I had no idea how many plants you needed to say make like a bunch. So I had about, yeah, I had, in the end, I had 75 cornflower plants, which is way too many. Nobody needs that many. <laughs> so I planted those. But then I also, um I gifted them to everyone at my hen do as well. So everybody got to grow cornflowers alongside me at the same time. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, so I had, I had, yeah, I had lots of cornflowers. So I had loads of different types of cornflowers and I had loads of different types of nojella. <laughs> I had lots of different types of everything um, because I'm a bit, I mean, I don't know what it's like. But you know what it's like when you see seed packets. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, oh, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. Um, and because it was my wedding, I had like so many, I could just do what I wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> normally you'd like really limit yourself. Oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. But where I was like, well, I'm not paying for, I'm not paying for wedding flowers. So I can buy loads of seed packets. Right, like, so I treat myself that's pretty much what happens I like, I'm just gonna buy loads but I yeah I had tons of different varieties I had an excessive amount of plants <laughs> more than I needed the space. did you fit them all into the space or did you have to sacrifice some of the seedlings um I did well I, I didn't sacrifice them as such but I I had to keep putting ones aside so I had some that were aside where I planted everything up but then things kept dying oh no because of the heat waves yeah so luckily that I had those extra plants because it thinks like they just had pop in the ground and they anything they fruit the not root properly or the heat wave burnt them so it was I was lucky that I had extra ones but I did have way too many plants <laughs> I think that that's that's a mu- it, like imagine you'd been the other way around like it's better to have too many than and I thought I'd been really good as well yeah with the seed sowing. So I would only say I was like, oh well I'll only sell like six of these. <laughs> then six of one type of cosmos and then six of another type. Yeah, do that up. To... That was really I was really good. normally I'm like oh. I over sow loads with seeds. But because I had so many different types of Cosmos, it did end up being way too much That's me this year with the farm. I'm like, well I've got a whole farm to fill now. Like yeah. I need to grow everything. But definitely. I encourage it.
1: <laughs> just to it
0: I know. When I went to, because uh, it was just look amazing. When I went to see mine, it was like when we were getting, to, when I went to pick the ones that I picked for you and then I went, to, when I saw my allotment then, it just looked amazing. I was like, look at all these flowers. Yours is going to be, the flower barn's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be so colourful. I hope so. I've, I've really tried to push myself. It was actually our chat, Um, on your on your Instagram live that made me think I'm I'm gonna have to go away from because I just love like pastel colors so pastel pinks creams and peachy tones are like my thing and I was like I cannot fill the entire farm with just peach and pastel tones because other people have to buy them yeah and not everyone else is gonna love those colors so I really had to try and sort of push push my boundaries ever so slightly I don't have anything yellow because yellow flowers are just not for me i'm sorry to anyone who loves Good. yellow flowers i know you do but i like number one. see i don't really like pink yeah but i like pink. A pink i do like a really but i like a vibrant pink cosmos so for me yeah i'm not really a pastely person mm. um so we would find together. yeah <laughs> <laughs> not like the plum <laughs> no i i know i do like them but i just i'm not really like a baby pink kind of you know not for me yeah, luckily you can't see half of the room that I'm sat in because there is a lot of baby pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. I, would def- I, I just, I just like lots of colour. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah that's, so what, cool. that's, that's what's great, though, because I think you do have to kind of sometimes push. Do you know what some of the dahlias that have turned out that haven't been the colours that I thought that they were going to be have encouraged me to try, try something new where I've actually loved it? Like, there's one that's really orange, and I would never grow, love peachy, but orange is too much for me. Um, but actually, it's one of my favourite dahlias this year. I think dahlias are really fabulous. though. I mean, they—I I think they, I think they pretty much look good in any colour. They're just amazing. Apart from cafe, which I will offend lots of people. Went it's like blasphemy. <laughs> I know, I know. It's the same. It's like the roses thing. It's the same thing. People, like yeah. Like, okay. But no, I don't. I, no. I don't I'm not into roses all year, and then it gets to this time of year, and I think because I'm a bit bored of seeing everything else. The roses suddenly speak to me and I get obsessed with them. Like today, I'm obsessed. I've got about 80 plants in my basket on the David Austin website that I can't afford and that I can't buy, but I just love to window Definitely shop. Definitely not 80. No. <laughs> One David Austin yourself. God, 80 David Austin's is crazy. Yeah, obviously, I'm not going to buy that because I genuinely don't have that kind also, of money. By the time I've gone through all the ones that I liked and been like, well, for the farm, you would need, yeah, you do need at least like five to make it worthwhile to grow like a bunch. So by the time I'd added all the ones I liked and then in the quantities, I was like, yeah, that won't be happening. But I had yeah. to save myself in the daily order for January. So I've basically bought all my seeds for the year. And now the only thing that I have left that envisioning have left by is the dahlia's in January. I'm so excited! Oh my god, I'm so excited! God, I'm so believe. jealous. <laughs> I'm living vicariously. Famous. But I share my shop with you. We can do it on on a, on a yeah. live. Yeah. Oh my god, it I get such a thrill. Live <laughs> stream daily shopping. Just do this now. <laughs> get that one. Get that one. It'll be like that yellow one's really nice. I yeah, think I'm like, gonna go with the pastel. One. I've got a really good yellow one that I actually don't know how it got there. Oh, that's interesting. Do you know what that's it's called? No, no, I didn't. I didn't get or order it. Oh. This is so big it. Big People mm-hmm. go, "That's such a lovely flower. What variety is it?" And I go, um "No idea, mate." <laughs> yeah, no, idea. yeah, It's like a really, really bright yellow. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit high vis yellow. I'm not gonna lie. Oh no, <laughs> you'd love it. Oh yeah, I'm all about the high vis. <laughs> Oh, you should get a, pol- a polka dahlia. That's yellowy. It's got yellow, but then it's got um, yellow. I think it's got yeah, it's got a yellow middle, and it's got white and pink. That's a beautiful oh, dahlia. Okay. I'll have a look at that one. Yeah, that's absolutely. noted that down. Yeah, it's a really it, that's like i will get some yellow in there. But for yellows, Rebecca is probably one of the best things in there. I do love the Rebecca and none of my seedlings have worked out in the last three years, but this year. I've bought loads of seeds, so it will work out. Um, but the Sahara one is the one for me. It is so stunning. And there's another one that's more ready. I, yeah. I really like, um, so Aries is a really nice one. That's yellow and black. And then I grew um, Irish Eyes. for Oh, yeah, I um, love that one. Yeah, I was gutted. I picked it especially for my little sister because yellow's her favourite colour, which is why she wore yellow at my wedding um uh, but yeah I grew it for her and then it didn't it flower. I'm absolutely gutted do you know what I bet was the most frustrating for you was like a month later when all the dahlias were in full bloom, and you're like really yeah and when the Rebecca started to flower I couldn't believe it I was like why have you done this to me <laughs> it was the heat waves that did it it just completely just literally the dahlias just didn't grow and yes. I was like, why are they not growing? It's ridiculous. And I was watering loads. It was so irritating. Um, do, you have, do you have water at your allotment or do you have water? We water you have pack? to use watering cans, not our places. So you do have a tap? Yeah, it's not on my, I have to walk to it. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I don't have any water at all. Like there's no tap on the whole side. I have, yeah, I have, that must be horrible. Yeah, so my none of my flowers were watered from June at all, like. Do you Have one of the I watered them. You've got something at the flower farm, then haven't you? Um, not yet, but I'm hoping to have a tap installed. You're going to need yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, like it's because it needs to be plumbed in, I can't physically do it myself. So oh, <laughs> by January, we'll have managed to implement the system. But I've got for the moment, I've got three water butts that I'm waiting to set up. So I'm going to have one off the polytunnel and possibly two off the shed. Yeah, possibly two of the polytunnel. I feel like it makes more sense to have two there. That would be great. I think it's very big polytunnels. So yeah, Urban cool. Herbs have put water butts on their polytunnels, and they look great. So yeah, I saw that. That looks really cool. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing. I need some sort of collection thing at my allotment. So I don't have a water pot there. Do you not? No, I've got one at home for my front garden. So I use my water butt in my front garden because I can't walk water. watering it. Get taking the bloody watering cans through the house. It's just not yeah. so. I got a water butt for the front garden, but I still find it really annoying because it's so slow. Yeah, just like the, the it's thousand liter IBC tanks—they fill the watering can so quickly that you have to be on it to switch it off in time so that it doesn't overflow. I like about getting kind of one of those things. things. You know, like you put it in the watering uh, in the water butt, then it makes it into a hose. Yes, one of the water pumps. I think Bosch yeah. sell them. I actually ordered one from B&Q and I forgot to pick it up. And then by the time I could pick it up again, it had already been sent back. And then I'd run out of water. So I was like, well, there's no point in me getting a pump now. <laughs> I didn't have any water for it to pump. No, you should definitely get one for pump. Yeah, I think I will. That would be so good. Yeah, it would really save because otherwise you're going to be watering forever. <laughs> Uh, I need to figure out some kind of irrigation system for the polytunnel as well um one of my earlier podcasts in this season with Lauren uh, she said that she just got a sprinkler so I'm going to just do cheap sprinklers this year from the either from the water pump or from the tap depending on where the tap is yeah irrigation systems are they're a solid investment from what i've known. everyone who's got one in their body time on things it, or greenhouses it seems yeah, to make no, such no. a difference to the plants. it does but you know what i had um a little solar one for my greenhouse a couple years ago i was given it and i thought it was going to be the best thing ever because i hate watering and it was so noisy. It really wound up a lot of my allotment neighbours, who I didn't know at the time, and I didn't know that it was winding up because it wasn't on while I was there, so I didn't hear it. Didn't realise it was so noisy. One of my my next door neighbour allotment had uh, I would have had that this this year, and whenever I was there, it kept going off. I was always like, "What's that noise?" Because uh, it's be quite, quite like a random sound, like you can't really tell what it is. Yeah. And then it used like a hundred litres a day. I was like, Jesus, I cannot use a hundred litres a day. Oh my god, that's so much! Yeah, I only had like a thousand litres water, but that's only ten days worth of water. The entire thing, I was like, this thing has to that's last nice. the entire summer. <laughs> that's way too much water, honestly. It must be. Yeah, so I haven't got that anymore, unfortunately. No, I think that's. Way. I think that that was not a particularly good system. It was quite. A, it was expensive. But it was quite a cheap one in the grand scheme of irrigation yeah. systems. Yeah, they do have some fancy ones now. You can get like fancy pots. I mean, it looks like some sort of science experiment. Yeah, I think uh, a future investment for future Shan when she's made lots of money, <laughs> <laughs> when she's a millionaire. Yeah, maybe in like five to ten years' time. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be like, oh, do you remember that time we talked about irrigation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rolling out. We can just roll out the fancy irrigation, and standing there not having to water. Oh, the dream. Um, so t- going back to wedding flowers, what? this is quite a hard question but what would you say were your five favourites of your flowers that you successfully grew like particular type variety or just the flowers uh whichever you'd rather go for But well, i like a, a few variety suggestions if you go for overall yeah. no so for my I, I absolutely love the sweet peas they were just so good um I honestly they were so it was oh it just gave me so much joy every time I went to the plot as well. And the fact that I managed to get sweet peas at the beginning of August through that heat wave yeah. um, I was so genuinely was so proud of myself. I didn't have loads at the wedding but um, my my eldest niece, she had um, pretty much a whole bouquet of sweet peas oh. and I absolutely love that's one of my favorite pictures because I was just like look at all my sweet peas. But my favourite variety that I grew of with these was Jilly Nora. And it was absolutely, it's like a really uh, corally. It's pasty, you'll like it. Ooh. It's like a pasty orange. Absolutely beautiful, honestly. That was, and every time I would, every time I posted about it on Instagram, everyone was like, oh my God, that's, yeah. It was just such a beautiful one. Uh, I absolutely love that one. That yeah, was that it. sounds amazing. Gonna look that up right after this. Yeah, so I had loads of sweet peas, which I absolutely love. Um and the Cosmos. But I love, I love Cosmos. Cosmos are great, but I grew um some sulfur cosmos, mm-hmm. um, which are really nice. They're different, they're very different to the normal Cosmos that we use to with free foliage. They're more leafy foliage. Um, completely different. So I grew those. Um and they were orange and yellow. So that might be an issue. <laughs> but they're really, really good. They are really, really long stems. Completely different type, um, and they have a variety called Bright Lights. Mm-hmm. I've seen those. Yeah, so those I grew, which were amazing. Uh, scabious, I absolutely love scabious. I, mean, York, I love scabious, but what I realised having grown them this year is you need such a vast quantity of them to like really make an impact. They're brilliant for buttonholes, and um, mm-hmm. so yeah they were great they're great for buttonholes they're an absolute must. i mean i think they're really underrated as a plant. i rave about scabies all the time but especially for wedding flowers they are amazing yeah but they're my mum's favorite yes she loves it but i grew um uh, uh fatten morgana i think it's called the scabious i sent you some and that's like yeah. a peachy color they were so beautiful that was just a really different variety of scabious that I had never seen before. Normally, it's like pinks and purples. Um, I've ordered it's not that same name, but I've ordered a variety based on those ones that you sent me because they were just so, like, they're just so like perfect, like little pom. I love scabious, and then obviously uh, I grew black Knight, which is everyone grows. Just a beautiful. Oh yeah, I just loved all of the scabious I grew. I loved them all because they were just so pretty um and they're such a good they're such a good cut and come again flower mm-hmm. so they'll just give you blooms for so long right up until the cold frost. they don't care yeah mine did not grow very well this year sadly uh yeah my sunflowers didn't grow in time which i was gutted about because oh, well, i envisioned this sunflower like across like all of the shelves i envisioned like loads of sunflowers but they didn't come in time which it was disappointing. Um, is but they nice. still like those and I gave my sister some recently. <laughs> <laughs> um what here? What else? Oh, I mean uh, uh, the Amaranthus. Oh my god. The Amaranthus was the star of the show. It is so spectacular. I absolutely love it. I honestly, it was it's still it's the gift that keeps on giving. And it's edible, which is even better. Yeah. I mean. it makes really great microgreens. Yeah, it's just it's fabulous. Honestly, I and it's just so beautiful in floristry it looks amazing just adds so much color and shape oh I love it that was one of my favorite things and I would go to the plot but it gets a lot bigger than I thought it was going to Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so I planted it um in behind my amy and in front of my straw flowers worst idea ever. it needs loads of space loads of space because it completely shadowed everything because it grew at such a rate that I just wasn't expecting um so yeah make sure you give it space if you're going to grow (laughs) it I'm 100% growing it I've bought loads of seeds for next year I just think it's it's it feels like such a luxury plant Mm -hmm. you like that feeling when you have like a chain necklace and you like jangle it in your hand and it's quite satisfying it's like that in plant form it comes in quite a few colors as well I had the love lies bleeding which is quite a classic when everyone grows that one um, but I think it's like a good. green a greeny variety something biscuit is like a brownie color that everyone grew this year and it's really nice maybe like caramel biscuit I feel like that's not my right name yeah but there's so many beautiful varieties that was yeah so those were the I mean I just everything I agree. I really love the cornflowers were great because they just were so useful mm-hmm. I cut them and dried them as well so we used them dried and then I also, they were just such a such a reliable plant. They'll just keep going. Yeah. Um, so they worked really well. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Tons of cosmos. The great thing about cosmos as well is you can use the foliage. So say if your flowers weren't, if you didn't have enough flowers, you can always use the foliage. Um, the best foliage I grew, though, I sent to you as well. That was my... Panicum mm-hmm. frosted explosion. It's just what crazy. a fabulous part. I mean it just makes a okay, bouquet, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you you can have so you, you could just have you can just have so many minimal flowers with that in it. Um oh, yeah. and that was brilliant. I grew really loads and loads of that. That, that was, was awesome. definitely what brought us most most joy while we were arranging the flowers. Because like you just put even if just one piece with like one little dahlia in a little um jam jar vase or like a little milk bottle. And it just looked amazing and it looked so well put together even though it was literally two stems because it's just got that like elegant out there. It just really adds a lot. It really fills it. I mean we used it in pretty much all of the table decorations and stuff. So yeah, I had loads of flowers on the tables. I had flowers everywhere in the end. It was the flower madness. But I also had, um in my bouquet, I had an artichoke, which I was so pleased about. Yes. I managed to have one, and that was, yeah, I absolutely loved that, because it was so nice to have a bit of vegetable there. <laughs> yeah. Was it really spiky, though? All of my artichokes are so spiky. Mine are. I don't know why, but everybody else seems to have, like, these less aggressive ones. Mine is ridiculously aggressive. Same. You can get the softer varieties, yeah. um, but mine's huge now, and it's been growing for, like, two or three years, so, like, I can't, it's not the kind of thing you you want like 10 plants of because it does take up um, a lot of space I mean the only thing I did, that I did that think it. that I wanted that many plants just because they take up space and I don't have to think about <laughs> and then I'm like oh well, that'll take up some space that i not gonna get silver wings and people stop moaning at me <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how my brain goes at the bottom I love <laughs> that way of thinking you see I'm like no we must only have like one of the plants that I don't love love because I don't I want the space for other things so I'm having to like reevaluate. I've got like a it's like a half perennial bed with an artichoke a rhubarb plant and i'm like that all needs to be perennial now because it annoys me that the artichoke and the rhubarb are like in the middle of the bed yeah no i'd like more perennials at my top because they're really handy well if it works out i've put um taunton dean perennial kale cuttings in water about a week ago and if they root you can have a couple i'll send us that would be great I'd love that. It really yeah. to it. It's about the eighth podcast that I've said to someone like, last <laughs> you guys, but I have actually taken them now, I promise. I love that. That's, see, that's why I kind of go, yeah, yeah I, I I, do this thing. And then mm. you go, I've not done that thing. And you'll talking about, yeah, I'm going to do that this week. And then, yeah. and then you don't do it. Yeah. I do that all the time. I, uh, yeah, I took some of the beaner cuttings and I just left them. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, they I left them so long that they flowered in the water. <laughs> so it was a cutting and it literally gone all the way to all the way through the flowering system. Well oh, no. yeah. at least it was still alive though. I was impressed. Mm. Didn't put it on, but I was impressed undone. That's just how I do gardening. I'm really bad for it. Being gardener. Which oh. when I was wearing wedding flowers was a challenge. Yeah. See, I'm notoriously organized, but I would say the last six months of my life. I have really, really, really struggled with the organisation because everything's so crazy. Yeah, like the, the task list of everything to do is just insanely long. And I, me going, oh yeah, um, kale cuttings never hits the top of the list. No, I My feel like the allotment, and she, she said what do you want me to do, and I said the kale really needs cutting back. If you can save some bits for cuttings, that would be really helpful. And so she did it, and then I put them in the water. So that's the only reason it's happened. That's what I was like this year because of the wedding. I was just like so I, I normally I'm a really organized person so like I never forget to do anything like in terms of like simple things like I wouldn't forget to buy this thing or pay this or pay that or I'm really organized so but I absolutely lost all my organization skills this year just yeah. the chaos of the wedding and trying to do everything else at the same time. Not as much as like the scale that you have had. I mean, you've had quite the year. Like it was. Mad. I think relative, though. You know, like oh, I think we've equally had very stressful, like a lot yeah. about in a very short period of time. Like the logistics of a wedding is just insane. Planning I mean, a wedding is one of the most stressful things I think I've ever done. Like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. There's so many people to juggle mm. and trying to get everybody to be ready and everything at the same time it was just manic but yeah. I absolutely loved it I love it now <laughs> now it's over I could do it again for someone else but not necessarily I wouldn't obviously I don't want to get married again <laughs> Expensive <Makes laughs> not worth it well, in in 10 years time when you renew your vows you'll do it all again I was talking about this <laughs> I was talking about it with uh, Jen from Life on the Lot about like we were like how long is the time to renew your vows? like we five years could you do that just so you can have another big party yeah. for the wedding celebration and press myself into a blunder <laughs> well surely the less the second time though no, there's less pressure because it's the renewal and it's more about like celebrating rather than yeah. no and I've done it before so I know what to do exactly that's what I was like it'll be so I... easy next time oh definitely It'd be <laughs> just tell myself that but oh uh, I just yeah no I, I did really enjoy it it was a really great thing and I, I love finding loads of new varieties of plants as well that was really nice and growing things I hadn't grown before I learned I learned a lot yeah like a lot yeah. <laughs> it, like I, just, I learned so much it was a stressful day. on the uh on the topic of learnings um one of my favorite questions what was your biggest gardening fail of the year, would you say? Um, oh, my tomatoes are pretty horrific oh. in terms of veg. But that's because I just didn't really have... Um, a sweet corn as well. We had like six... No, more than that. We had like 12 sweet corn plants. Not one sweet corn. Oh, no. Yeah. Best, the best veg as well. That's a sad one to miss. Yeah, I mean, I do like sweet corn, but I love tomatoes. Oh, see, I'm the other way around. I like tomatoes, but I love the sweet corn. For the plants, my biggest fail was um, not getting things in the ground quick enough. Mm -hmm. That really made it difficult for the wedding, because I was waiting around for so many things all the time, like waiting for soil, waiting for beds to be built, and it just properly delayed everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one of the biggest fails with that. The Nigella didn't go as well as I'd hoped. Mine didn't grow at all. I had like a few, uh, few bits. My stuff at home did, but that's because it's been self-seeded for so long. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been better to autumn sow. Yes. Well, that would be... that. Yeah, that would have been good, but I didn't have the greenhouse then, so I couldn't do it. Mm, it's tricky, isn't it? The thing is, is I think on reflection, you, you don't really learn too much from personally I don't learn so much from when someone says oh you shouldn't do that because x y and z until I've learned it for myself it doesn't really soak in and then no. a lot of times people this year have gone I told you that was gonna happen and I'm like well that's great I would never remember that you'd have told me that but now that I've done it and it's failed I will always remember so oh, it's so different for everyone else especially when it comes yeah. to company. what works for me and what works for you are never going to be the same exactly it's we're in completely, completely different, different. you can literally just have a lot someone who's on the same allotment site as you couple down everything's going to be different because that's just the way things grow I mean there's that's no rules and the amount of time you have to tend to things as well um I am regularly told that I torture my plants uh and I am of the opinion that tree of mean keep them keen and quite yeah, like, a lot of the plants do end up stronger than the ones in previous years where I've really babied them like ranunculus for example I really babied my ranunculus and the people who didn't baby their ranunculus had way better results so I'm like yeah, well, I'm really bad but yeah. my, my view is I don't have time for them so they do need to look after themselves if it doesn't look after itself then it's not a plant for me <laughs> yes. I, I can't find it the time to fuss mm-hmm. over it, which is why I think houseplants don't like me. Oh, my houseplants are a bit sad at the so I'm with you there. I'm not a houseplant person. I love them. I love them. I just don't look after them very well. Yeah. I forget about them because you have to water them inside and stuff. I just forget. I just want I to have them. a really tiny watering can fit in the flat. And so it yeah. takes me about an hour to fill it up and get around um, do Oh, you probably don't have a bath. I do have a bath. You could do the bath trick. That's what my little sister does. She might into the bath. But that yeah. takes me like two hours because there's like sixty houseplants, and by the time I've traced them from all of the rooms into the bath, it's, it's like a half day project. I do it like twice a year. That's immense. <laughs> sixty houseplants. Yeah. This is my That's No one else can see this, but this is a um, philodendron pink, pink princess. It's my That's princess beautiful plant. And I love. I love houseplants, so I tend to buy them for my little sister because she looks after them really well. <laughs> so I just buy her the ones that I would want. Nice. <laughs> that's I do. Because I know I'm living in the uh, Tanya, if you're listening, uh, you should start looking after the plants that I've bought you over the years because they look absolutely terrible right now. See, that's, see, I'm that awesome. <laughs> my, my little sister gives me cuttings. Yeah, that's what I do to Tanya. Oh dear. Yeah. She does the same thing, she just kills them. I bought her some really nice plants for either her birthday or for Christmas in the last twelve months, and I was round there the other day, and they look an absolute state. Yeah, I, I, feel I want know. to take them to Plant Hospital and like revive them. But I, I hid one of the other week, and she came, because I was like, "She sees that kind," <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just so bad with them. I just forget to water them, and I put them in places where they get just gonna get dyed <laughs> in the window above the radiator it's yeah. definitely where they want to be no see mine mine do have they're looking ropey at, at the moment and it's like uh once they start to look ropey I can see behind me. you and it's not ropey um that one has been neglected since I bought it from Asda it looks so healthy <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> thriving actually that one's a good one I don't know what it is about that spot because it doesn't get much light I, that's probably <laughs> it yeah, apparently they don't a lot of them don't like direct sunlight but we also also a philodendron so it's the same as the pink princess but more of a hangy one my best house plants were the ones that were in with the snake but then they they after the like yeah because we've got a pet snake um yeah and so they were doing me really well but then uh there's too much heat lamp so yeah i was gonna, gonna say plant. that must be a tricky I would take you through to the living room oh actually i can this is this is a very professional podcast everywhere i go i spread professionalism this is oh wow the bigger house plants and then the windowsill so everybody can't see it but i can see it and it's a house plant it's just everywhere they're really putting me to shame they um they are beautiful i do love the house plants as well but i should i should really just focus more attention onto the plants and less on being busy elsewhere oh no no no. you've got so many things going on it's just yeah never feel guilty about house parts they're fine they are fine they are to be fair none of them are dead currently and that is that is the important thing that's more than yeah um but let's go back to allotment flower chat um are you because i am (laughs) Are you really excited to go back to bed on the allotment next year and put your energy back into bed? Oh my god, definitely. I loved so growing. I loved growing flowers. Same. And I will still grow flowers, which I didn't think I was gonna say, oh I'll grow as many flowers, but actually I can't imagine not growing that many like lots of flowers now. I just can't. And they were great because they kind of just look after themselves a bit, take up a space at the plot. And now since I grew loads of flowers, they haven't they've removed that from the rules. And I think I think I played a part in that because I made such a big fuss about it. Nice. There's no rules now. And like, Zars was like, oh, you cannot grow flowers. That's so old fashioned. They're so old fashioned, though. I, don't, <laughs> I, I could spend a whole hour long rabbiting on about allotment rules. Um, but I'm so excited about veg. Um, but what I've decided is that I'm going to have more things at the plot that I don't have to fuss about. Mm-hmm. So, like, lots more root veg and things that yeah. I can just leave there. And then at home, we're going to do a big project in our garden and nice. make that into – I'm getting rid of the grass because I hate grass. I'm sorry for it who really loves it, but I hate it. It's just time-consuming. It's waste yeah. my space. I can put plants there and I'll just do – it will just be so much more beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to have things like all the salad and tomatoes and stuff at home, things that need, like, a lot more care. Mm-hmm. And then just all the stuff at the spot. I'm so excited for veg again. Yeah. Just to have the few, like, tomatoes we had and courgettes and stuff. I was just, I was so sad that I didn't have that many when I was, like, it just, I I, I really love growing veg. I do. I love growing flowers, too. But I don't cut flowers mm-hmm. to put in, in vases and stuff. I just don't. I don't know about you, but um, I just can't, can't be bothered i do to be fair and i love i i love to go around and drop off all of the flowers to various people's houses i love gifting them yeah i really enjoyed that every time i go see my sister i take her like buckets of flowers <laughs> <That's> <laughs> strange, my sister's on the way home from the allotment so i'm like if it's something that i can't take home or i've got too many i'll drop it off there because it's like it's not a detour i can just drop them off and then be on my way but i honestly can't wait for the veg i just feel like for me, I'm lucky because I've got the flower farm so I can grow all the flowers there. And I'll still have some flowers at the allotment. But I've really missed, like, growing all the pumpkins and the squashes. And... Oh, yeah, I had no pumpkins this year. It was just so sad... This time of year, the pumpkins give you, like, a life. Yeah. Because they're the one thing left. And they look... I, mean, I love... I mean, that's where my love of That's why I have the allotment, is because of pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Because I absolutely love pumpkins and squash. That it just... No, it's not necessarily one of my favourite things to eat. I do like eating them, but they just, I love looking at them. Yeah, they're really cool. I was obsessed with all the different varieties. I mean, one year I grew like 20 different varieties of pumpkin. That'll be me next year. I'm just terrible for that, though. I just grow, I, I can't help myself. If it looks fancy, I just want to grow it. Yeah, see, this has always been my thing, but I said it on a previous podcast with She Grows Veg. I am adamant that I'm not going to get sucked into novelty veg this year. I'm only growing things that taste nice, because that is that is why I started the like got really into the allotment because I wanted the homegrown veg and like to not have to buy my food and things. And so I'm like, must not get sucked into a novelty veg that doesn't taste nice. (laughs) She grows veg. Is another person that I live vicariously through. Yes, she is. You're all just you're all just living my dream (laughs) for me, and I just live my life through you guys. That's what it is. I'm by character living through about 30 other people as well, so we're all in this pretty much. <laughs> oh, look at that space they've got. Look at that giant greenhouse. Oh, yeah. Look at homestead. Oh, I'd love a homestead. That's yeah. my end goal. I'd love a homestead. One day. One day I'll have a homestead. But I cannot mm-hmm. wait to grow veg again. We'll do this podcast again in five years. We'll both have our homesteads and we'll be, oh, yeah. able to be back on this fondly. Ooh, like, do you remember that time? We talked about all the wonderful things we have. <laughs> all the things we wanted to grow. No, I will. I, I'm going to grow lots more veg next year. Um, I haven't even looked at what types of things yet. Ooh. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to do that. I love a bit of seed shopping. It's one of my favorite things. My big veg order arrived the other day and I was just so buzzing. Like, oh, I can't wait. But what what veg, what, name one veg you're most excited for next year. Oh, I love pumpkins. Yeah, pumpkins. Are good. I love pumpkins, but I also love tomatoes. I'm not very good at picking favourites. This is a well known thing. For anyone who's listening who knows this they'll know that I cannot pick favourites. It is impossible. I just <laughs> um, so to- tomatoes as well. Courgette. I mean, I could go see what it's... <laughs> well, see, I don't like courgettes either. I feel like we're opposites on quite a lot of things. <laughs> I love courgettes. I love eating them. I, just I only them. like them in cake. Oh, I absolutely love them. You're... There's a the thing about this courgette, so there's a lot of people say they don't like courgettes, and I feel you're be cooking them. Are they slimy to you? No, they're just like, I think it's the flavor. It's just like. Oh, have you tried yeah. a zephyr? A what? Zephyr courgette. Yes, that's what I grew a few years ago. Danny Plot81 actually sent me a plant, and I had such a glut from it, which is why I baked about 18. 18- courgette cakes and it was fine i just feel like there's so much more veg that's more flavorful oh yeah no i just i really like it as a i'll i make i make like courgette and fritters that's oh that would be nice yeah i do add things to my like i absolutely love them they're one of my favorite things to grow and you get such a good glut with them they're really useful which i think everybody's going to not know if i lost you there or not <laughs> oh there you are <laughs> for a second nothing was moving and there was no sound and i was like oh oh no no i'm still here you haven't lost me And um, i didn't have another issue <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just buzzing for the veg my, i'm most excited for sweet corn is my favorite it was really good this year i just want to grow loads more next year uh, and the melons because i didn't pay enough attention to the melons this year and so none of them really turned out super well i'd like to grow melons but i don't like these. <laughs> We are so different what (laughs) we're (laughs) like (laughs) the complete complete opposite no i hate melon i want i want to love it so much i like every uh, literally every year i'll just try melon i'm gonna like it it's like it no i'd never like it do you hate cucumbers too yeah, everyone who hates melons hates cucumbers. But cucumbers, I just don't understand how people can hate them because they don't really taste as much. They're just I like really, a crunchy texture. No, they have a really strong taste to me. But I don't understand people who say this. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, but I did like the crystal... Crystal, crystal lemon. Yeah, that's different. That's Is not it? strong. I've got one of those this year. I absolutely love that. That was... Uh, well, I want to say actually, no, I absolutely love it. It looks nice and I can eat it. Just oh, okay. It. And cucumbers are really good. So, whenever I get like, I get vegetables, delivered, whenever I get cucumbers, I'm Mr. Nutcrack like, something, but I give them to my snails because oh, I've got pet snails as <laughs> <laughs> well. At least they enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, they love them. So, yeah, well, I yeah, like the. Land snails got like pretty much all of the courgettes I grew this year as well. <laughs> they just look at me and I feel bad for them, so I want to give them all the help. <laughs> I just literally, I grow things just for my snails. Oh, that's nice for them. They live a luxury life. They really do. They look at all those snails outside and they're like, cool. Oh. Me, not for me. <laughs> not a <on> life. <laughs> I don't life. want to date you. Why would I want to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time this evening. It's been so good to chat and go through the the, I will keep saying trauma it was a great experience and I do yeah. think of it fondly and I'm, I know you do too so it, it, w- it was a wonderful experience to share together oh definitely I'm I'm so glad that I had you to share it with just yeah and me. I'm so grateful for you sending me the extra flowers that you sent oh, as well and vice versa because, <laughs> because Shannon sent me loads as well um and it was an absolute like I was really nice as well looking at the things and like flowers that people had yeah Uh, like ellen brought flowers to my wedding and it was just really lovely. yeah it was lovely well i will let you enjoy your evening thank you so much thank you for having me if you've enjoyed listening today please do subscribe to keep up to date with upcoming episodes and leave a review each share, comment and style rating makes such a difference in helping new growers to find the podcast and learn from all of the incredible guests who have been featured. In the meantime, I'd love to hear any of your stories and questions on Instagram at Diary of a Lady Gardener or via email gardener at gmail.com. That's all from me this week. Happy growing!